You're listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes, a production of the Ephesus School Network. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. The company of the angels was amazed. Hi, this is Father Aaron Warwick with Jason Everett, and you are listening to the Teach Me Thy Statutes podcast, episode number 129. Today's reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews, chapter 2, verses 2 through 10. Brethren, if the message declared by angels was valid and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was declared at first by the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard him, while God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his own will. For it was not to angels that God subjected the world to come, of which we are speaking. It has been testified somewhere, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou carest for him? Thou didst make him for a little while lower than the angels. Thou hast crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. Now in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside his control. As it is, we do not yet see everything in subjection to him, but we see Jesus, who for a little while was made lower than the angels, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting that he, for whom and by whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through suffering. Father, Would you begin today by discussing the first few verses uh, from today's reading? I I think that Paul is comparing Israel and their expectations in the Mosaic Law to to that of those who now have Jesus, us, Jesus is God incarnate, uh, that that we have a a high bar or higher bar standard that, that we must not neglect. Would you discuss this a bit? Yeah, you're right, Jason. That's exactly what Paul is doing with this passage. He's noting how serious the matter of following the Mosaic law was for the Jews, and he's then stressing how it's even more important now that the law has been fulfilled through Jesus Christ for us to be following Jesus' teaching and way of life. And I think this is important for us to understand in a couple different ways. Okay, what do you mean by that? Well, throughout the New Testament, we hear about the urgency of the gospel message, and this is just another example of that. And and by urgency, I mean primarily that we should give absolute precedence to living out the gospel teaching. And I remember we, we talked about this a while back on an episode where Jesus talked about not putting your parents or spouse or siblings above allegiance to his message. Another classic example story I think we've covered quite some time ago, Luke's parable of the great banquet or great supper. As I highlighted in that story, we are wrong if we think that the excuses offered for missing that banquet were just lame cop-outs, lame excuses. In fact, I noted that those excuses were all, according to the Mosaic Law, excuses that could be used to avoid conscription into the military for so-called holy war. And in both of these cases, and of course multiple other examples that we could cite, uh, the general theme is that Jesus' teaching and way of life should be given the utmost importance and precedence. And today's passage from Hebrews is just another story in that line of thinking. There is an urgency to accepting and putting into practice the gospel teaching. So in addition to the urgency of following Jesus' teaching, what else is important from 
today's reading. I think you'd mentioned a couple of points you wanted to highlight. Yeah, so the second thing I would stress is that in the Bible, always, 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 with an honor that God gives us, there also comes a responsibility. And I stress that by saying always, 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 because there seems to be a tendency for us to highlight and emphasize the honor without providing equal weight to the responsibility. So, for example, it seems that theologians like to speak about what it means to be made in the image of God or to tell us what an honor it is for the human race to be made in God's image. Well, that's fine and dandy, but we simultaneously need to stress the responsibility that comes with that because it's an awesome responsibility in the truest and most authentic use of that word. We should stand in awe of the responsibility that God gave us because as we've emphasized many times on our podcast, being made in the image of God means from a functional and practical standpoint that we are to present God to each other and to the rest of creation. So instead of simply talking about these things in terms of what an honor it is, we need to get busy putting them into practice. Thanks for that reminder and admonition, Father. And, and perhaps this is related, uh, but you, could you explain how Paul uses Psalm 8 in uh, today's reading to support his argument uh, in the second chapter of Hebrews? And for those listening, I'll read that section again where Paul quotes Psalm 8. It says, quote, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou carest for him? Thou didst make him for a little while lower than the angels. Thou hast crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. So as is often the case in the Bible, we just need to continue reading to understand what the author is doing here. And in this case, after quoting from Psalm 8, the author of Hebrews continues by saying, Now in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside his control. As it is, we do not see everything in subjection to him, but we see Jesus, who for a little while was made lower than the angels, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. End of quote. And so I think it's clear that what Paul is doing in this passage is showing what I just said in our discussion before, namely that with every honor given in the Bible, there also comes a responsibility. And so while humanity has been honored with God's image, while we've been honored with God encamping among us, to use literally St. John's expression that he gives in uh, his first chapter, the incarnation as we usually call it, while we have that honor, we simultaneously have the responsibility that Jesus showed us. And that responsibility, of course, is to show God's love. And God's love, we learn from Jesus, is a self-emptying love, as Paul uses that language elsewhere. It pours out for others. It's self-sacrificial, even to the point of a humiliating and suffering death, as was referenced here in this passage from Hebrews as it relates to Jesus. So again, Paul is highlighting that with the honor given to us, there is a responsibility of equal proportion, a responsibility that calls us to self-sacrifice, to empty ourselves for the sake of those who are weaker. Good. Appreciate that commentary on this passage today, Father. And as we close out, uh, I'm wondering if you could briefly comment on the broader epistle to the Hebrews, specifically the authorship of this epistle. I've read that the authorship is disputed, uh, but the church uh, canonized this letter as Pauline. So I would argue, though, that we really shouldn't waste our time thinking too much on this, but I'm curious about your thoughts, Father. 
Yeah, so it's interesting is that you used a precise term, perhaps without even realizing it, but uh, you I think you meant by uh, this that the church canonized Hebrews as being written by Paul, which technically speaking is different from what you said, and, and you get that from the fact that when we read this epistle in church, the reader says that he is reading from the epistle of St. Paul to the Hebrews. But to say something was written by Paul himself versus saying, something is Pauline, as you said, these are two different things. Now, one of them clearly uh, states that Paul himself was the author to say it was written by Paul, but the second way, by saying that something is Pauline, means that it corresponds to what St. Paul taught and in no way contradicts it. Now, to me, I would agree with your statement that the Church canonized the epistle of Hebrews as being Pauline, and thus not knowing for certain who actually wrote the epistle, we simply refer to it publicly in the reading as the epistle of St. Paul to the Hebrews. And then I also agree that it's irrelevant, as, as you mentioned, who actually authored the epistle so long as it is Pauline in nature. And I say that, that so long it's, as it's Pauline in nature, because all of the New Testament is and must be Pauline in nature, because as we've discussed multiple times before, there was clearly a heavy dispute among Peter and Paul, and the dispute wasn't just a dispute about personalities, but more importantly, a dispute about the correct teaching. We read this most specifically, of course, in the book of Galatians, the epistle of Galatians. And ultimately, Paul's understanding of Jesus' teaching is what won out, and therefore the entire New Testament is Pauline. There are actually ancient icons that depict the Apostle Paul dictating the Gospels to the evangelists, so it's clear that early on in church history, this concept was understood. And the final thing I want to point out in this respect, as we're now coming to the end of our time for today, is that all of Paul's opponents, those who had opposed him at, at one time or another, are given an epistle except for one only, and that is Barnabas, or Barnabas, the one who was with Paul but left him. Now, I cannot say exactly what this means, although I do believe it has some significance. I just don't know exactly what it is, especially in light of the fact that there is an epistle of Barnabas that is not included in the New Testament canon. But the others that Paul had issues with, like James, John, Peter, they're given a place in the canon, but their teaching in their epistles is Pauline, in line with Paul's understanding of the gospel. So all of that to say that Hebrews is also Pauline, even if not written by Paul, and thus, in terms of the epistles, you have uh, the general epistles to the Romans, in essence, the Gentiles. You have the general epistle here to the Hebrews, in other words, the Jews. So you have these general epistles to, directed to both Jew and Gentile, and that's, of course, the gospel message is sent to both. And then you have Paul's specific epistles to churches, and then Peter, James, John, etc., and their epistles, which again are Pauline in nature. But again, no epistle included from Barnabas, interestingly. In any case, the New Testament is undoubtedly Pauline, even though not all of the writings, of course, were penned by his own hand. Thank you, Father. Today's discussion began with the opening verses of our reading where Paul notes how serious the matter of following the Mosaic Law was for the Jews. And now, as the law has been fulfilled through Jesus Christ, it is even more important for us to give absolute precedence to living out the gospel teaching. Father Aaron then pointed out that when we are given an honor by God, we are also given a responsibility. For example, the honor of being made in the image of God means that we are to present God to each other and to the rest of creation. It means we have a responsibility that calls us to self-sacrifice, 
to empty ourselves for the sake of those who are weaker. We then closed by examining the authorship of Hebrews. And while the authorship of this epistle is disputed, the letter to the Hebrews corresponds to what St. Paul taught and in no way contradicts it. And so, it is most certainly Pauline in nature, as is all of the New Testament. Thank you for listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes. We hope you tune in next week for a new episode. Alleluia, glory to thee, O God. Alleluia, 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 glory to thee, O God.